Hello listeners welcome to this Biorbexer Dogstock podcast I'm Sanjay Deshpande founder and CEO of Biorbexer Solutions Through this series of Dogstock part podcast we aim to create awareness and update you on variety of health related topics In Biorbexer podcast you will find subject experts talking to you about important ailments They may also suggest available treatment modalities and recommendations that may help one take important decisions for treating or help improve their quality of life. It's a privilege to welcome Dr. Chirag Karia, PhD in toxicology, a well-known research scientist with a versatile profile as our guest today. Greetings and welcome you Dr. Chirag Karia. No thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you. uh so today's topic is prostate cancer and we are very fortunate to have a subject expert like dr chirag as guest chirag has done his uh, phd from university of colorado us he has an experience in working at the intersection of science and business including strategic planning engaging stakeholders key opinion leaders establishing and fostering strategic collaborations and partnerships with academic institutions and biopharma he has expertise in managing drug development that is preclinical and clinical projects including clinical trials and supporting the commercialization of novel therapeutics chirag has worked in a non-profit sector and has research experience in therapeutic areas such as respiratory pulmonary women's health and oncology prostate cancer to start with seems to be a cause of huge concern today but the awareness is in general is very limited for the start i would like to update the listeners about the alarming trend from important studies on prostate cancer it's the second most common cause of cancer and the sixth leading cause of cancer death amongst men worldwide it's predominantly prevalent in industrialized economies in the world but now with increasing urbanization even in developing countries like india there is a big growth of prostate cancer prevalence has increased so dr chirag i think you would be in a better position to tell us about it so could you throw some light on current prostate cancer burden and future global trend or forecast Yeah no I mean the prostate uh, as you know is a wall sized uh, gland and its main function is to make some in you know, fluid um, and you know support and help the transport of sperms prostate cancer is bit unusual in a sense that you would see many other cancers are uh, spreading rapidly but prostate cancer can be a bit of a slow growing so it it can go undetected um and as you mentioned it's it's a leading cause uh, of you know prevalence in 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 men and and of course it's it's mostly um seen in in the developed countries but as you said that it's also you know um african american men are more um you know drawn than the white men to develop the disease um and it it can affect at uh, any age it's mostly common in the men over 65 but it has been diagnosed in the young as 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 young as 40 years old and and you can greatly increase the survival rate with the you know early detections and personalized treatment uh, i mean there are risk factors um, i mean if you are over 
50, there are certain risk factors. Um, having family history, you know, if your father or brother is diagnosed with prostate cancer, then you are at particularly uh, uh, relatively a risk of getting prostate cancer as well. Um, um, even the genetic factors plays an important role. So for example, um, having a BRC, a mutation in your family or somebody in the family with the breast or ovarian cancer, can also significantly increase the inherited risk of developing prostate cancer in males. Uh, there's also research and uh, some data which shows that even the diet or high fat diet and obesity plays an important role um, in, in, in developing prostate cancer. So it's, it's also very important to identify and understand, understand the signs and symptoms. You know, as I mentioned, sometimes it's a, such a slow growing cancer that sometimes it can get goes undetected. So it's quite important to be aware of the signs and symptoms as well. So for example, you know, if you're having a weak uh, urinary strain or painful burning urination, um, also, you know, difficulty in, in starting or stopping the urinary stream or incomplete emptying of the bladder, even blood in the urine or serum. I mean, um, of course, blood in the urine can also be a sign of bladder cancer, but, uh, um, you know, th those are the things we need to be aware of and you need to be constantly keep thinking about it. When you see any of the symptoms or you feel any of the symptoms, it's important to get, get it checked. Um, and then, you know, screening is important as well. So anybody over um, at, at, at the advanced age, it's always important uh, with anything else to get screened because prevention is always better than cure. Yes, very much. Prevention is a, is a most important aspect in this, as I see. So what are some of the traditional treatment modalities for prostate cancer? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great question. Uh, so as I mentioned, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a slow growing cancer. So sometimes, um, you know, if you're diagnosed at a later age, so let's say you're 70 year old or 75 year old. So, and if your prostate cancer is not growing that fast, maybe um, doctors may just say, hey, be a watchful and active surveillance because um, they may feel that at that age, having a aggressive treatment may adversely affect the quality of life. Uh, and if the cancer is slowly growing, then the chances are there that, you know, you may be still able to live a, a relatively normal life without any intervention. So one, one aspect is watchful waiting or active surveillance if it's, you know, slow growing and it's, it's diagnosed at a later age. The other aspect is surgery. Uh, and this, within the surgery, either you remove, you know, prostate gland or even the surrounding tissue just to make sure your cancer doesn't spread or metastasize uh, other part of the bodies. Um, the other is the uh, radiation therapy where you do a targeted uh, radiation um, approach um, to kill the cancer cell. Um, one of the mainstream therapies also in hormonal uh, hormone therapy. So um, in the prostate cancer, the male sex hormone um, can cause prostate cancer to grow. So there are drugs are used which would reduce the amount of male hormone or even block them for working and that's called androgen deprivation therapy or for the short ADT. Um, there are different type of uh, hormonal therapies. So for example, you know, prostate cancer makes androgen. Um, so their therapy used, um, you know, um, to, to target that. Um, other aspect is to remove the uh, 
testicles um, because uh, male hormones such as testosterone is produced by testicles. So removing that is one way of um, you know treating or targeting um, prostate cancer. Now, um, within the hormone therapy, there are the also anti-androgens also, which blocks the action of androgen. Um, then there are the drugs which prevents the adrenal gland from making androgen as well. So this is all the part of the hormonal therapy. Then the other therapy is chemotherapy, where you, you know, give a, a chemo and, and hope that it will destroy your cancer cells. What I'm really fascinated by is the targeted therapy. So, you know, it's, it's a treatment or drug which you use um, to specifically uh, target the prostate cancer cell and hope that it would cause no harm or less harm to the normal cell uh, as against the chemotherapy or radiation therapy, which can actually also destroy your normal cells as well. So one such drug, uh, you know, used in the targeted therapy is the PARP inhibitors, which stands for poly-ADP ribose polymerase. Um, and so PARP inhibitors blocks this enzyme. Uh, and this enzyme is being used in many of the cell functions, including the repair of DNA damage. So cancer cells can use this enzyme to repair their damaged DNA. So this, uh, by giving this PARP inhibitor, you're actually preventing cancer cells from repairing their damaged um, you know, uh, DNA. And it's, it's, it can be used uh, for, uh, for people with um, you know, inherited genetic risk uh, with the mutation in certain genes such as BRCA1 and BRCA2 or BRCA1 and 2, as I mentioned, can play a risk in, in developing cancer. So that's one, one, one avenue uh, you know, which I see is being developed more of a targeted therapy or precision therapy. The another modality is the even immunotherapy. So there are vaccines, uh, you know, being used to treat the prostate cancer, especially for the cancer that is in the advanced stage or has spread to the other part of the body. So in, in this, you actually harvest patients' immune cell, you modify them in the laboratory, you know, and, and then you re-inject them into the patient with the hope that you are stimulating your immune system to go and find this uh, cancer cells um, um, or prostate cancer cells and kill them. So it's kind of like a type of, of an autologous cellular immunotherapy, basically. Um, so these are the some of the you know modalities being currently used based on the stage of your cancer, based on the you know diagnosis whether it's aggressive, non-aggressive, or it's even a castration resistant or non-castration resistance, which means like whether your regular hormone therapy would work or not, like whether it's a castration resistance or castration sensitive. Um, so, those, um, so based on, on the stage and type of your diagnosis, you could use any combination of this therapy uh, to treat cancers, uh, to treat prostate cancer. Uh, so to, to understand this better, there, there have been some existing treatments which have been there for, the, for a very long period. Uh, where was there are some new and emergent therapies for this treatment. So, so the question is, do the existing treatment help improve the quality of life at various stages of uh, cancer? So, you know, with the, you know, 
there are certain mutations which are very specific to in individuals. Um, so some do improve the quality of life. So for example, you know, if it's slow growing, then um, some of the time, like removing testicles or, you know, targeting the prostate tissues may help. Uh, and, and, and in some case, it does not, even, even with the best treatment approach over a period of time, uh, your cancer cells may become resistant to the available treatment. Uh, and, and, and in that case, um, you need to look for the different approach, um, you know, to treat them. Um, and, 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 and so based on your genetic profile or cancer cell profile, what stage, you know, it's been diagnosed and where it is, um, your, your quality of life would vary based, based on, on, on that. Um, for many, it may work. For some, it may not work at all. Okay, so what are some of the new and emerging therapies for the treatment then? Yeah, no, actually this is, uh, you know, it's a very uh, exciting area in terms of research and development. So there are a couple of uh, new and emerging uh, treatment therapies, which are at the various stage of development. Some maybe at the preclinical, then some are in the clinical stage as well. So one such, uh, one such which were exciting us uh, uh, development in this area is the protein degrader therapy. So uh, we know that, you know, androgen receptors, um, are involved um, in, 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 in prostate cancer. So for example, you know, um, male sex hormones uh, would interact um, with the androgen receptors and you have other treatments which would block the androgens or, uh, you know, um, in, in, in some androgens or block the action of and androgens. So now there are other uh, development is about the protein degrader. What it does is it targets the androgen receptor um, and especially if uh, it could be a potential treatment for men with the, uh, you know, metastatic castration resistant prostate cancer. And the idea behind um, the protein um, degrader is, um, you know, to not only inhibit, but actually destroy the androgen uh, receptor. And even if you have more than one copy of gene or uh, overexpression of androgen receptor, if this treatment modality pans out, then it could be another, um, you know, weapon um, to treat prostate cancer because it goes after the androgen receptors, it's degrade them basically. So um, there is no androgen receptor available for androgen to act on. And, and, and that's one way to, you know, hopefully you can treat prostate cancer. Another exciting area is about the radio ligand uh, therapy. So what is radio ligand? It's made of two parts, uh, ligand, which can find the cancer cell that have a particular uh, surface molecule, which is only found on the cancer cell and not on the um, normal cells. And with the radio ligand, you have a radio isotope, uh, which is actually, uh, which emits the therapeutic radiation to kill the cancer cells. Um, so for example, there is, um, you know, currently in the clinical trials called lutetium-177, uh, it's called 177-LUPSMA-617. Um, it's also a radio ligand uh, therapy, um, and it, it, it's designed to bind a prostate-specific membrane antigen, or PSMA. Uh, the idea being that it's highly expressed on the cell surface of most, uh, most prostate cancer cell, but absence on most normal cells. So, you know, you, you inject that. Um, and idea is that it would bind um, to the prostate cancer cell expressing PSMA, uh, and then it would emit the um, uh, 
the radiation or targeted radiation to those cancer cells and with hope destroying the, uh, those cancer cells only and not the uh, normal cells. So that's a very exciting um, uh, area of research um, using a targeted uh, therapy. The other therapy, um, which is also called high intensity focused ultrasound, where you use uh, ultrasound waves uh, in a highly concentrated manner as uh, like in, in a beam, uh, using as a beam. Um, and, and, and the idea being that you are using in such a high concentration and in a focused manner that it would generate the heat and the heat would cause the ablation or the destruction of your prostate tissue. And hopefully it would not affect the normal tissue or the other cells. Um, so again, the, I think the more and more, uh, you know, the idea is to provide a targeted therapy and try to see that you cause no or less harm to the other normal cells. Um, so yeah, so these this are the, uh, you know, the exciting um, and newer uh, treatment uh, approaches being developed right now. Wow. So very nice to hear that, that there's uh, greater development happening. It's on the horizon now. So, uh, I mean, for our listeners to simplify it, could you enlighten us with some uh, unique features and benefits versus the traditional treatment? Yeah. You know, so for example, chemotherapy, you know, you go and target all the cells basically, whether it's normal cells or cancer cells, and then it's, it, it's associated with the uh, adverse effects and toxicity as well. Um, with the hormonal treatment, of course, there are other side effects as well, um, you know, and, and, and you know, you are, you are targeting, but you're targeting in a more generalized manner rather than in a targeted manner. So the couple of therapies, which I mentioned in the development, for example, protein degrader, it's affecting the you know androgen receptor associated with the uh, which would uh, help uh, with with the prostate cancer treatment. Now, radioligand therapy um, they target the you know protein which is um, specific protein which is uh, found or highly expressed only on the prostate cancer cell and not on the normal cell. So even if you um, administer that drug, it will go and home in only on the cancer cell because it would recognize that protein which is only present on that cancer cell and would not touch your normal cells. Um, so the idea is to just to provide a very targeted approach. Uh, also, I talked about the PARP inhibitors, which would, um, you know, go and attack um, the specific genetic mutation. So, um, yeah, so this, this, these are more targeted therapy with, with the goal in mind that it would truly provide a more precision uh, uh, treatment targeted to a specific individual or specific protein expressed on the cancerous cell and, and, and not on the normal cells. Um, and then with the idea being providing uh, better quality of life, better efficacy and reduced toxicity associated with the um, old generation treatments. Okay, thanks a lot. So my last question now, what do you see the field of prostate cancer therapeutics heading towards? I mean, that, that's in future. Yeah, no, no, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a great question. And then, you know, uh, as I mentioned right now, a lot of uh, focus is on the targeted therapy. So early screening, so you get screened, uh, conducting your genetic profile um, is one way of understanding, liquid biopsy is one way of, um, you know, 
taking your cancer cells, uh, understanding the understanding the genetic profile of, of the cancer cell and, and, and then targeting um, that particular mutation or that particular uh, uh, genetic profile is, is one way of, um, you know, where the field can, can go. Then another is uh, delivering a radioactive payload directly to the cancer cell. So making sure um, it, it targets only your cancer cells and, and, and not your, um, you know, normal cells or targeted delivery of radioactive payload. Uh, is one way that I mentioned about this, um, you know, guided ultrasound waves, um, so the, the proton beam therapy. So th these are the, some of um, the avenues which is being explored um, to further advance um, treatment options for prostate cancer. Okay. Thank you. So thank you, Dr. Chirag, for sharing a valuable perspective about prostate cancer its treatment modalities and their advantages. The most important message out of this is that prevention is better than cure. But those who are seeking cure, of course, they have lots to, they can expect a lot from the future. So listeners, I'm sure you will have benefited from today's Talk Stock podcast with Chirag Karia. If you have any questions or queries on prostate cancer, please, send them to us on our Bayerbexer website, www.bayerbexer.com. If you have liked this podcast, please like it, share it, and follow Bayerbexer website, LinkedIn page, or Facebook page to remain updated about future podcasts. Thank you. Thank you, Chirag. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you know, you know, prevention is always better than cure. So having a healthy, balanced diet, exercising um, and, and of course getting a regular screening uh, is very very important um, you know in this today's day and age we live such a fast-paced life so we do neglect our health but it's very important um, you know to get regular screening understand the signs and symptoms and you know approach your healthcare providers as soon as you feel something is not sitting right with you or feel different, you know? So uh, um, it's always good to get the treatment at the earlier stage, earlier diagnostic. A diagnosis always have a better prognosis. So, uh, so that would be my message to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs>